Joe, where does candy fall on your list of sweets? Ooh, buddy. Depends on the candy. We've had this conversation before, usually around Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh, chocolate, pretty high up there. We have yeah. chocolate in our house at all times. And if we don't have chocolate, we've got chocolate chip cookies. Um, chocolate is up there. Why? Okay. What, what do you got for me? Well, Joe, it's Easter. Oh, well, yeah. And I mean, the not, ba- yet. Well, a, not yet. Well, not yet. It's like a month. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the time where the stores put out the Easter candy. Yeah. Is why I ask. And this is my thrive time. This is yeah. the candy I like the best. It, you really? got your sweet tarts, like in little bunny shapes. And you got like, <laughs> they come in a bag and you got ducks. Je- and ducks. And you got like jelly beans of every different company is making jelly beans now. Like, yeah. I got Skittles jelly beans right behind me now. Like it's Ooh. it's though they're so like I'm yeah. telling you, this is the time to thrive on candy. And I was thinking about it. If you had because we've had the ice cream discussion before, if you offered me candy or ice cream for the rest of my life, I think I'm picking candy. <sighs> That's hard, man. Mm-hmm. It's a hard choice because I love ice cream. I Tough also have ice cream ice in the freezer. cream all the time. Yeah. We have ice cream at all times. We have ice cream. Um, I think I'm I'm leaning more towards ice cream because I can get what I want in my ice cream that I get out of candy. Okay. Right? Like, I can get my peanut butter cup ice cream. I can get, you know, chocolate in my ice cream. But why not skip the... a jelly bean ice cream. Why not skip the middleman and just go for the peanut butter cup, Joe? Because then I get ice cream, too. Okay. You're, tr- you're, you're going best of both worlds, I'm saying. <laughs> the better part of that is the candy in it interesting would you eat a jelly bean ice cream is it flavored like jelly beans or is are there jelly beans in the ice cream jelly bean chunks it didn't it didn't matter either way i was gonna say yes (laughs) it didn't matter i knew it what if in fish food they put little swedish fish pieces i know they put chocolate fishes in there i think i'd like it better if they put swedish fish in there i think i think it'd be good i I think i'd like it better I had some chocolate covered gummies a few weeks ago. Ooh. Oh my goodness. Ooh. Oh, buddy. Somebody get Ben and or Jerry on the phone. <laughs> I got a thing. You got a thing. Fish food. Um, what do you call it? Fish food. The, Swedish uh, fish food. Like- Swedish fish food or the psychedelic version. And then you'd change uh, the picture to have Trey and Astasio in like a Swedish t shirt like flag t shirt. And that's the I know who that is. guy is. Do you or do you not, did you say no? No, I don't. He's so. he's the lead singer of Fish, Joe. Look at that. You learn something new. And also lead guitarist. Well, look at that. He's a he's a uh, double threat. One day I'll take you to hippie school, Joe. One day. <laughs> I don't want to go there. I bet it smells. You look like a disheveled man out there. I feel like one. Uh, I feel like a glob wearing the sweater without a button up underneath it. I feel like my whole body just looks like a tube. Oh my God. There's, there's no definition to it. You're too used to it now, Joe. <laughs> I can see my man boobs in it. <laughs> Welcome to Big Dad Energy, the journey of parenting and adulting through the eyes of two young dads. I'm your co-host, Joe Lopez, and with me, as always, is my co-dad, Jared Shemansky. Jared, how the heck are you? Joe. Joe, I'm real good. I'm real good. I'm busy, yeah. but I'm good. That's good? Yeah. It's good? Yeah. Yeah. So, it's starting, like, starting to turn around. The weather's starting to, starting to turn around. Well, yeah, we're getting there. It's like cold today as I say that. It was cold. It sucked. It was today was rough. But this weekend was gorgeous. It was so nice. It was it was amazing. Uh and like the rest of the week it's gonna be some sunshine, some rain, some sun but for the most part it's gonna be like fifties creeping its way up, creeping its way up. We're getting there, Joe. It's right around the corner. We're getting there. We're getting there. 
uh what'd you do this weekend boy howdy joe we had a weekend we had we had a yeah. we had a family weekend i tell you what so i was in chicago all last week for work which was which was fine yeah. busy uh but that's what happens when you only go to work once every three months they make you actually like work when you're there right so um so it was uh it was good it was busy and then i got home like late friday night like six o'clock and then uh then ben just went to bed and we hung out and that was it um then saturday it was rainy uh but it was like nice rainy like that first like the weather was decent like 60 degrees even though it was raining um yeah so we were like you know what let's the the penguin house at our zoo has been closed for three years um they just opened it two weeks ago oh really yeah so we're like you know what we we have our uh, zoo membership since we live so close we're like you know what yeah. let's go walk around uh you know going off of ben loved the aquarium so much like let's go walk around like the penguin house and then go to the reptile house and like hang out on the inside of the zoo, you know in the, yeah. in the zoo because it's probably dead and it was dead joe there were like it's amazing 10 people and then it wasn't even really raining when we were there um yeah so we uh we walked in and went to the penguin house and it was awesome um the penguins are cool and they were all out and swimming around and hopping up and down the ice and losing all around it was great it was great uh and then you can actually go underneath their like area um Mm -hmm. and there it's just like a big i i the best thing is like the you know the aquarium tunnel where there's water all around you yeah they have that but the penguins swim around you it's very cool and the penguins were all swimming updated it in the last few years yeah they so when they closed it uh three years ago they went to renovate it and then the contractor just absolutely screwed the whole thing up and that's why it's been closed for so long really yeah so it's funny enough we found out that so you walk past the penguin exhibit and then you walk like down a few ramps and it's pretending like you're on an old explorer ship going to antarctica yeah which is the best part it's so cool exhibit so cool yeah well that ship that they designed it off of, and they have all these posters and pictures downstairs about is the ship that they just found like last week, all intact in one piece. <gasps> the Edmund Fitzgerald. No, they found that a long time ago. Oh, um, that's a good, good guess. Uh, actually for, and now that you said that I've completely blanked on what the actual name is like the, uh, shoot. Anyway, the old ship that like, he was like the, the guy who, uh, the crew that was there was like the first people to explore Antarctica and their yeah. ship sank, but it sank in ice. So they had plenty, all the, the all the crew survived. So they all got off. So they're good. Yeah. They just walked off. Uh, and the ship sank. Um, so they, uh, but they found the ship recently, which is pretty cool. Oh, nice. That's yeah. Cool. And it turns out that's what the exhibit was about. Even before they found the ship and stuff like that, it was about that nice. ship that they just found. So nice little tie in. Cool. then you walk around, you get to learn all about like what, antarctica's like and basically it's just really cold um yeah it's kind of it it stinks well at least the penguin exhibit stinks well so the penguin exhibit doesn't stink anymore because it's all closed off it's not like open air at all um probably because it stunk probably because it smelled real bad yeah Uh, smell a penguin up close no honestly joe (laughs) i have zero desire to smell a penguin up close i'm gonna be honest with you So, oh, and then uh, you walk around and then you go under this tunnel and the penguins all swim over you. And the, these penguins yeah. were jamming. I mean, they were in like a big pack swimming around and stuff like that. And they got a ton of penguins in there. Probably like 30 penguins. Yeah. It's a lot of penguins. Emperor penguins. All different kinds of penguins. Yeah, big emperor penguins. And then the little ones from Happy Feet. They got those too. I was going to say Happy Feet penguins. Yeah, I don't even know what those are, <laughs> what the name actually is of those, but the Happy Feet penguins. Yeah, penguin. Elijah Wood penguins. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So... I mean, it was pretty neat. So we did that. Then we, uh, it wasn't really raining, so we walked around. Um, got to see one otter was out and hanging out. And then we, they, it was like okay. he was hanging out on a little log, and we got to see him. And he looked at us and then swam away because they don't really like people that much, and I don't either. So I right. get it. Um, yeah. And then, uh, and then we walked through the reptile house, and you know, it's fine. Great. It's great. Yeah. It's warm. It's humid humid and there was nobody else in there so the doors are not opening a clo- like normally when you go to the zoo they try and keep it as humid as possible but the doors are always opening right. and closing because the zoo's busy and people are going in and out these doors were not opening and closing all the moisture was in there 
It was yeah. damp. Oof. Yeah. Um, and like, it's fine. I have no love for reptiles or reptiles okay. or, uh, or, right. Yeah. I just, Joe, you're a person that keeps a reptile as a pet. Hey, yeah, I have. What joy does does cuddling a reptile give you? No, you don't cuddle them. They're more of an observing animal. See, that's right? the problem. I want a pet that I can cuddle, or else why have the pet? Because it's cool to look at, right? Like, you'd be like, hey, look at my geckos. Then, and then you could, my geckos you could, like, handle. You could hang on to them. They would jump. Geckos, I would fair. say, are the, are the, the easiest of the reptiles to get on board with. Like if some, if you were yeah, like, they're pretty. Hey, can you like watch my geckos or, Hey, I, you know, I'm having a kid. I can't have my geckos. Can you like have them? I feel like hey, I could did get, do that. Yeah, I know you did. <laughs> I feel like I could get on board with that, with a gecko. But if someone's like, Hey, my boa constrictor needs a new home. Damn. That's crazy. Good luck. I like, <laughs> Are snakes are snakes the limit for you? Well, you know my thing about spiders. I, yeah. I'm very arachnophobic, and one of my roommates right. in college got yeah. a tarantula, and I about he murdered did. him. I about murdered him, the human, for getting <laughs> the spider. The spider would have been next, but the human was first. Uh, yeah. And uh, so definitely not spiders. I know the, they aren't reptiles, but definitely not well, spiders. Yeah, uh, too many legs. And then... No legs at all. Not a fan. <laughs> I need the right amount of legs. Yeah, they got to have four legs. And that's why I think like lizards, I can kind of get on board with. They got the right amount of legs. Yeah. Really all you're doing. The, and the cool thing about lizards is they will sit on you and just like chill. Right? Like, they will, depending on the lizard. Yeah. Like bearded dragons are super mellow for the most part. And that, I can get on board with that because that's kind of like cuddling your pet. Right? Like they're kind of like hanging out yeah. with you while you do stuff. Uh but like snakes and I know snakes do cuddle. Don't get me wrong, but snakes also murder you while they cuddle. So you never really know when that fine line has been crossed. That's amazing. So I don't, okay. I don't, I don't mess with the reptiles, Joe. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair. Uh, and then we walked around a little bit more and then we left. It was very nice. Nice. And then Saturday afternoon, we went, uh, Ben came home, took a, took his nap. And then we were like, uh, let's go shop for, for Easter candy. That's where the conversation came from. It's like it's it's a rainy hey. Saturday. Let's go to Target. Let's shop for some Easter candy. Get some Reese's eggs. So we got some Easter. We got some Easter candy. I got. I actually got a mixed bag of like uh, the Twix and Snickers and stuff like that because they come yeah. in like the mini bite sized ones, right? Yeah. And then oh, I'll knock out a bag of those in oh, like yeah. a weekend. Oh yeah. Uh, and then we got some jelly beans. Big fan of jelly beans. Uh, and then of course the sweet tart shapes. Like those are oh so good. They are um, good. So we did that, and then driving home, we stopped to get some pizza. And then right after we stopped to get some pizza, <laughs> I heard a bang, and then a thunk, 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 thunk. Uh, we got a flat tire right in the middle of Woodward. Happened? I don't know. Still don't know. Got the tire fixed. The guy never told me what happened. He's just like, yeah, you're good. On your way. Uh, uh, so I don't know. Uh, so right in the middle of Woodward, so we had to pull off to the side. I had to change a tire on the side of the road. And get this, Joe. It was like 55 and rainy, right? Like not yeah. warm, but not freezing. Yeah. And I thought, we're just going to Target. I'm going to wear shorts and a sweatshirt because we're getting in the car and then we're going to Target yeah. and we're getting in the car. So in, a, in 55 and rainy weather, in shorts and a sweatshirt, I changed a flat tire. Ugh. Uh, so that Ugh. that ended that day was very nice, but that ended very poorly. Yeah, um, that's tragic. But luckily, I know how to change flat tire, and it wasn't. Oh, so bad. thank goodness. The one thing about this car, though, you know, they give you those like not super great yeah. jacks in the back of the car to jack the car up. Yeah. Normally, when you and here's a little life lesson for y'all: there's a spot dedicated in your car where they're like, "Hey, put the jack right here and jack the car." Right. Up. This car doesn't have that. I find those spots to be useless. Yeah, I mean, and for the most part, I do too, because the jacks that you use at home are like much better and much yeah. like you can put them kind of anywhere. But when you're using right. a tiny little jack that like 
cannot hold up the weight of the car, even though they tell you it can. Right. Uh, so I just kind of had to guess and go for it. And there was a point where I was like, you know what? If I bend some of the metal on this car, it's going to be what it'll be. So be it. just change the tire and get going. So, yeah. Oh, heaven. Yeah. So we did that. And then Sunday it was 65 and sunny, which was gorgeous. Yeah. Gorgeous, gorgeous. It's so nice. So we went for a nice long walk, turned in our compost pile uh, to the, we can walk to the park where we dump our compost pile uh, for the city. Nice. And so we did that. And then we came back and uh, had ourselves a nice little Sunday. That's cool. Yeah, man. How about you? How was your weekend? It was a good weekend. Um, Friday night, <clears throat> Kayla had a late session. And uh, my, I texted my cousin. I was like, hey, what are you doing? Jordan. I said, hey, what are you doing? And she's like, well, I'm about to go out for her aunt's birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, my cousin and um and i was like oh that's cool you know what are you guys doing where are you going she's like oh you know we're just gonna go to a couple bars downtown you want me to kidnap kayla and take her oh and i said well if you want i mean she's got a session for like another hour but sure i'll text her and see so kayla finishes her session and she's like jordan's gonna come take me uh, kidnap me and i was like okay like, but i got a pump she starts pumping, and then my cousins and Jordan show up, and uh, right as Kayla starts pumping, so they they hung out in our house for a little bit, and we just chit chatted, uh, and and it was nice to catch up with them. Jordan's mom and and Jordan's aunt, like I said, and then Jordan, um, and then they took Kayla and they whisked her away nice. for the evening, and I had both kids, um, and then I, uh, or I told Jordan, I was like, maybe I'll text josh and we'll go over to your house and hang out with him and charlie um she had already texted josh and said, told him to come over here uh <laughs> nice. i had both kids so josh showed up at like 8 15 on friday and charlie poor charlie just having like so sad that jordan's gone and josh yeah. like, he's been like this ever since jordan left oh no i like tried to like get him to play and hang out and I finally put on blippy he like it's totally chill. Starts to like play. I get Grayson to finally fall asleep and stop crying. Like the kids are like everybody's crying at one point in time. Finally, everybody's chill. And Charlie and Cora just start like running around the house and like having a blast. So like jumping on the couch and jumping off the couch and then going in a circle around the living room and doing this and that. <laughs> Josh and I are drinking. We're having some beers. And Cora just starts crying. And I think she had fallen like to get onto our couch. What she does is she climbs up a side table and then gets on our couch. Oh, yeah. I think she had slipped and like hit herself. And she yeah. started crying. And poor Charlie's an, a very empathetic boy. And he felt sad and he started crying. And he like looked at Josh and was like pointed to the door and just goes, shoes. And oh, then no. over and got his shoes uh, and, and grabbed his That's shoes cute. and started to try to put them on. Yeah. Uh, so they were here for about a half an hour, and and Josh is like, I guess we're gonna go home. Yeah, and, uh, and then it was just me and Cora and Grayson, and, and they were pretty good for the most part. But then there was at one point I sent you a Snapchat where mm-hmm. it lost it. Grayson was crying, Cora was crying, nobody was happy. <laughs> I was about to cry. It was just a breakdown all around. Uh, I've had a beer too, and it's just like, oh my god, this is wild. And then finally, they both just like chilled out. And Kayla came home at like ten thirty, eleven o'clock, um, and we were good. I mean, it was fine. They had a yeah. meltdown, I, freaked out, but then we were good. So, but <clears throat> the one thing that I've learned from gleaned from you, and also from my own experience, when you're solo parenting, breakdowns are just gonna happen. They're gonna happen. It's like, especially for dads, and maybe it's a unique experience because like uh, Katie's breastfeeding, but like Ben will work himself up to a point where he won't work himself back down. Right. Yeah. If Katie's here, it's easy to throw him on the boob for two minutes. He calms down and then boom, we're done. Right. Like that's what it is. Right. But when I'm alone with him, if he works himself up, like I was just this, this evening, I did his bath by just me and him. I did his bath and then I tried to get him in bedtime. And there was a point where he was like laying on my shoulder. I was like, all right, we're going to go to sleep. And then he sat up and then he started working himself up. And I was like, oh, so we're not going to go to sleep. We got to wait for mom to get home. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, I, that's just, you just got to prepare for it. Right. 
Yeah, yeah. So I knew that would happen, and and we made it through, and it was good. It was fine. Um, and then um, we're good that night, and Kayla and I went on a date Saturday night, Saturday Ooh. during the day, which was fantastic. We haven't like gotten out just the two of us in a long time. Um, so we dropped the kids off at her parents, and then we went to Detroit in the shitty weather. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you picked the wrong of the two days to come downtown. Right, because it's like you can't like there's shops in Detroit, but you like mm-hmm. you gotta park and walk to go do things. Like yeah, you it's can't not just, a, like for being the Motor City, it's not a dri- it's not a yeah. very drivable city. No, so we went to uh, we didn't have a destination at first, but then we went to Detroit Shipping Company, which was just phenomenal. Uh, Friend of the podcast, Kevin loves Detroit Shipping Company. Was it's so great? It's they have like five different, um food truck style restaurants there um it's this amazing warehousey looking building um and then from there we had food at bangkok 96 which was delightful um never heard of it and from, yeah and then from there we went to um eight degrees play-doh eight degrees play-doh yep. i think that's what it is yep uh, you got it which is just the best bar this is kevin's favorite place is, is yes. eight degrees play-doh um it's a bar but like it's also a beer shop and you can just i drink at the bar and browse around and look at all the beers that you they have to offer and then you can just make a six pack of any beer mm-hmm. in the building and i was like oh my god so kayla had a drink i had a drink we just wandered around for probably a half an hour 45 minutes just looking at beers and together a six pack and hung out and it was it was pretty chill Look at you getting um, to getting to the I'm okay, walking around with my newborn now. Like, yeah, I, I, I and by by that I mean leaving your newborn and walking around, not yeah. actually walking around with it. But like, there's a right. point where you're like ready to to break the the newborn, you know, shell and and get back out. Look at you, you're there. Yeah, and then uh, from there we went to um, City Bird and mm-hmm. uh, Est. Is that the other store that's right next door? Yep, Nest. Um, yep, and those are great little shops. And then eighty percent, eighty percent of Katie's Christmas presents come from those two stores. Oh, they're they're really great, mm-hmm. right? It's like it, just that I, I don't even know how to describe. They got everything you could possibly store. want or need. Yeah, just a little gifts and trinkets and knickknacks and like cool shirts and decorations and you know all that cool stuff. Um, then we went to Jolly Pumpkin. And had one more drink and some truffle fries. Uh, and then ended at Bon 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 to get some chocolates. Ooh. And headed home. You guys um, did have a day. Yeah, it was really great. And uh, came home that night and the kids hadn't taken a nap. And Cora was asleep by 8.30. Nice. Uh, which is great. Um, and then Sunday was amazing out. And we got up and... Uh, just hung out for a while, and then Cora decided she wanted to go outside, and we were like, "All right, let's go outside." Like I wasn't ready to put on clothes yet, but mm-hmm. all right, I'll put on my jeans. And Cora wanted to go puddle jumping, which oh. is so much fun to watch. Cause she loved it. She just put on her rain boots and just puddle jumped away, uh, and it was very cute. And we did that for a very long time, and she fell in the puddles and got soaking wet, and her boots filled with water, and mm-hmm. then it got kind of cold out. <laughs> yeah, too much of a good thing, right? <clears throat> yeah, um, but overall, it was really fun. It was fun just to watch her play and jump in puddles, and then we took her to a park, even though she was sopping wet. Mm-hmm. We're terrible, but she needed to bust out some energy. Um, but it was just really fun to watch her just jump around and be like so excited to just jump in puddles. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so that's kind of our day. And then um, yeah, that was our weekend. And I want to transition a little bit before we get into our main topic. Okay. While I was at um, Detroit Shipping Company on Saturday, they had basketball games on. They did have basketball and- games on. <laughs> God damn it. I have never checked scores of a basketball game before. But you did, didn't you? I did until you made put me in this ding dang bracket. I knew it. I knew it'd get you. I tell you what, I'm beating you. You are. You are. I got two brackets <laughs> and you're beating both of them. Yeah. Uh I look at this dang thing every day. It is all right. 
So you'll experience this with fantasy football a little bit differently, but these like ancillary things where it's not high stakes, you don't really bought in, but for some reason you feel attached, like, man, I really wanted Iowa to, to win three games in this tournament. And then they lost and you're a little bit like upset at Iowa, a team you don't like, I, you never even watch Iowa. You've never even really watched basketball, but for some reason you're like, man, I was really rooting for them for no reason whatsoever. Other than I clicked their name on a tiny piece of like on my phone and, and then boom, yeah. now I'm rooting for them. Yeah. So man, this, the stupid bracket, uh, excited for it to end. We'll keep the podcast update on who wins, at least between you and me, who, who ends yeah. up higher, you or me. And I filled out two brackets, so I got double yeah. the chance on you. I, uh, far i feel good about it i don't even look at the teams i literally just look at the points i have no idea who i pick <laughs> but you we'll pick, see how but you look out. and that's what matters exactly exactly if they had an oscar um, if they had an oscars pick them i would do that for you oh oh man that's this weekend is it oh it's this weekend it is it's this coming sunday Ooh, buddy yeah yeah uh, that's a whew, that's a whole different thing um <laughs> yeah um anything else before we jump into this thing no let's let's tell the people what they're really here for today yeah so what is coming up is we are going to have our interview with one of our good good friends uh one of our fraternity brothers florian coleman uh and florian uh did something very brave he (laughs) took his four month old across the ocean to uh, visit his family back in Austria, where he is originally from, and uh, wait, he taught he taught me a lot. Yeah, I. You always think that you're like, yeah, I could, I got this, like I, I could do that, but, but now listening to him, like, uh, maybe, maybe I, maybe I pass, maybe I wait, <laughs> maybe we wait, maybe we wait. So here is our interview with uh, with Florian Coleman. All right, now we welcome on one of our very close friends, Florian Coleman. Uh, Florian, hello. Hello, hello, hello. So, Flo, we brought you in today. All right, let's just welcome to the office. We brought you in today. By force, not by choice. That is true. Uh, <laughs> it's a good thing your camera's off, so you can't blink at the camera to tell them you're in trouble. Uh, That's right. <laughs> but we brought you in today because you did one of the most daring things you took your child across the ocean. Yes, I sure uh, did. On a ship, right? Like the old days? Um, actually, yeah, it was a rowboat. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of paddling. <laughs> uh, but good shoulder workout. That's true. That's true. Came back yoked. Yep. <laughs> and then immediately <laughs> deflated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. Um, yep. I am originally from Austria, as you all know um well not you all but you two at least true uh so we for christmas wanted to bring oliver um to austria to meet the family because that is where my family is um so we did make that journey it's uh there's different routes obviously the one we took is uh two flights so first was from florida to atlanta and then the big one from atlanta to munich oh, um, yeah so that flight runs typically about nine to ten hours depending on the winds and and, and whatnot so wow holy cow that's that's a journey i tell you what <laughs> Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start from the beginning, uh, all the way back. And uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about Ali? Give the let the world know what your what your little boy's up to. Oh, about the star that is Ali. All right. Uh, I was born in August. He's uh, he is a child. Oh, uh, fair. <laughs> good thing he didn't uh, come out a man. Benjamin Button it, disease is nothing to laugh at. You know, and that that's a lot of that's a joke people had because of how how big he was looking to be. Uh, before he was born um so he was he was he was a long boy a very long boy uh and he remains he remains a long boy so i think his six month appointment was well last month uh and his 
his tracking chart for his development, his height just like jumped off the graph. Jeez. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so he was like tracking like 96, 98th percentile and then Holy cow. his last appointment it just like ticked straight up and we're like, "Oh, okay." He's number 1. He's winning now. He is he, winning. He is he is the apparently the tallest baby, but then again, uh <laughs> not super great at math or graphs, so Fair. <laughs> But no, I mean he is he is very tall for his age. Uh he's 7 months now, but he's already in 9 months. Uh, close. Oh wow. wow! Mainly because of his length. Um, so he's, he's gonna kill it, it in the baby NBA. He, he, that he is, unless he has my coordination, <laughs> then uh, <laughs> he'll be warming that bench real nice. <laughs> but no, I mean he's he's doing great. Um, he's pushing out his teeth, or at least yeah. one that we saw today. He's Ooh. uh killing it in the avocado game. Uh, big big avocado fan. <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, that was one yeah. of that was one of Ben's early favorite meals because he could squish oh, yeah. it in his fingers. Exactly. Um, not so much an eater, so much as an artist with mm-hmm. food. But mm. he is he start he's starting to kind of transition to uh, eating now, like actually force you know chewing on it, sucking on it, actually swallowing and and all that stuff. So that's really cool. Nice. Yeah, I found, um, I found when Ben started to get his teeth, that's when he really started to make that jump into actually eating because he was, like, chewing on things anyway because his mouth hurt, and then he was like, huh, this tastes kind of good. Right, exactly. Um, and then Oliver is the only baby that I've ever met in my life that does a full-on plank. Oh. <laughs> um, so he's, he's working on crawling, uh, and honestly emphasis on working because uh, <laughs> got a little ways to go but what he'll do is you know he'll he'll slide around or back himself up but when he like tries to crawl all he does is do like a plank holds it for 10 seconds and goes eh, and lays back down great core yeah, yeah right working on the abs um, but what's crazy is i think he's just so impatient to start walking and running because if you're close enough to him he won't crawl but he will just grab a hold of you and pull himself up so he's already <laughs> able to pull himself up to stand but this dude can't even crawl <laughs> oh that's funny and then uh we have those those baby walkers which joe i know you're a fan of the the batmobile yes um so he loves those um like i'll put really? him in there yeah and he just he takes off he is just he, he might gone. not crawl he's just gonna he's just stand gonna up one day and then just go right he's just gonna like you know what this this is for babies uh and i'm, I'm <laughs> well he's I'm already the height of a fr- he's the height of a full-grown man already so i mean it makes exactly sense. yeah yeah uh, two weeks we'll be taking for his first beer you know <laughs> um but yeah no he loves the the walkers and he just jets around the house much to the torment of maple our dog um so he's just crashing from one corner of the house to the other uh and just <laughs> giggling the whole way so that's amazing i he really might not crawl i i'll be anxious to see if he like if he does decide he's gonna scoot a little bit and then mm-hmm. he's just like i said just gonna stand up and take off yeah he's just gonna do a couple spins stand up and you know go get a job so ben didn't crawl for very long either <laughs> hey it might be it might happen yeah. ben didn't crawl for very long he he uh crawled for maybe like a month and a half and then started standing up and trying to take his first steps like not very long after. Yeah, man. They got places to be, you know. Busy. They're just busy, man. <laughs> they, got things, yeah. they got counters to grab onto. They got an agenda. Yeah. Flo, I think you're in my favorite age. Now that I'm a year, we're, we're one year ahead of you and six months behind Joe. And I I think you're in my favorite age because they know enough to like be babies, right? They're not just like super helpless they can do a little bit themselves but not enough to actually go around and destroy your house yet so that's true yeah i do i do like that um he's he's kind of like a parrot right now um (laughs) in that like whenever i hold him he just like postures up on me and he'll like put his hand like on my shoulder and like scoot up and like perch himself honestly Mm-hmm. That's just like his lookout into the world. Like he's like, "Yep, I am. I got this. Don't worry." Uh, scouts out. I'll let you know if you see anything. Keep it moving. That's great. 
we've always wanted to be pirates. So you getting a parrot absolutely plays. Yeah. <laughs> that, that tracks. That tracks. Yeah. That's funny. So right now you said he's popping a tooth and he's kind of starting to eat. Um, yep. I mean, are those the, the biggest things that you've seen? Like how, how is everything else going with him? How's he sleeping? How's, you know, how's his day to, typical day to day? So um, actually with travel, um, <laughs> before we went to Austria, and I know Jared was super mad at me for this, <laughs> he was a phenomenal sleeper. I remember that. I remember you from, were talking about that. From the day he was born till about four, four months, he slept through the night every night. It's insane. Like That's we crazy. were getting eight to 10 hours at a time. My blood's boiling already. I can feel it again. Yeah. That's wild. Um, but then we did hit four months sleep regression. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm no sleep expert, but we may have made some decisions while traveling that I can warn you about that may have kind of affected his sleep a little bit. Um, but with a little bit of due diligence and some effort, he is now back to um, giving us some good solid stretches. Uh, but he's also growing insanely fast, which means he is eating all the time. So, <laughs> oh yeah, we don't get the full night sleep anymore, but we do get like, four, six, eight hour stretches at a time uh, until he gets hungry and then he wants to eat. Uh, but then as soon as he's had something, he'll go right back to sleep. Okay. Is, uh, so in the middle, I mean, is he bottle feeding? Does Sarah breastfeed? Is he like uh, eating, yeah, so I guess, eating a lot in the middle of the he's night? Still, he's still on uh, breast milk. Um, so Sarah's still pumping. When she is home, uh, she'll breastfeed him. Um, and then if it's just me, obviously, uh, I'm not much help in the milk department. So sure. I, uh, <laughs> I do use a bottle. Um, I have not transcended uh, humanity quite as far as we would like. But one day, <laughs> one day we'll all get there. One, one day. Yeah. So um, tell me a little bit about the process going building up to uh, like traveling. So what, what were some of the things you guys had to do before even like getting on the plane and going over there? So uh, obviously, most important thing is a passport. Mm -hmm. um, now, what's funny is I myself have been traveling since I was nine months old. Um, that was the first time I crossed the ocean uh, with my parents when, um, when they moved over to America for the first time. And uh, in Austria, uh, infants are actually just an attachment pass. Um, so you just kind of show them the birth certificate and then they give you like an insert for your passport. Uh, they call it a mother-child pass. Uh, and that actually then uh, is a record of the child's vaccinations. And I guess like, you know, or, uh, <laughs> who he's a part of, you know? Yeah. Right. Uh, but... <laughs> For America, you actually have to get your own passport for the baby. Um, huh. hmm. Yeah, so we actually, I think, because we knew we already knew that we were going to make this trip uh, at some point before he was one. Uh, so we actually uh, went to go get his passport at around two weeks old. Oh, wow. Uh, because, again... Um, times being what they were, passports were a little bit more delayed, so we thought, better safe than sorry, let's get it done. Um, but you do want to make sure that you request that passport, I would say probably like possibly four months before travel, because you want to make sure that uh, you can get that um, and not, you know, get stuck <laughs> without a passport, right? Because that's going to be the first thing that's going to stop you from traveling is not having the proper documentation. That makes sense. Right. Right. That being said, though, he now has a passport from when he was two weeks old that lasts five years, which, <laughs> if I'm being honest with you, is absolutely ridiculous Bonkers. because he did not look like his picture three days after they took it. <laughs> That's hilarious. So that that was one of my questions was how did they do the picture? Uh so I will say where we uh in Florida, 
um, we go to what's called the tax collector, um, which would be the equivalent of the Secretary of State up in Michigan. Um, And they actually just brought out a white sheet. We laid them down on a changing pad, or put the sheet over the changing pad, laid them down on it. And the uh, office worker actually came out with the camera and took a picture. So Hmm. uh, at least the location we went to, they were actually prepared you know i don't i don't think you're going to go to a location where they've never done a baby passport before uh but Mm -hmm. they're usually very well equipped to get that done oh that's cool that's super interesting Mm -hmm. so so before go ahead i was gonna say before you know you guys actually got on the plane took off you know what was the prep like there too like maybe the month or two for before actually heading out um well you know big thing is uh planning ahead um and what you really want to decide is big big things if you know you're traveling you got to kind of decide are you going to pack everything you need or are you going to try and get stuff at the place where you're going Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so for me it was a little different because you know in Austria, I'm with family. I am native to that land. I'm able to navigate it a little bit easier. Um, but if you're going as a tourist, you may not have the option to, you know, pick up a pack of wipes or have that um, that kind of knowledge of where to get what you need because things are going to kind of differ uh, from country to country. I mean, as simple as wipes, even. Um, there's, you know, a lot of things that are kind of done in the States with wipes, you know, like unscented, un, what, you know, they're, they levitate, they're green, they're purple, whatever. <laughs> um, that isn't necessarily done in other places. Um, now, with that being said, you will find an equivalency everywhere you go because baby care is, is going to be the same regardless of where you go um you just have to kind of be aware of the differences and kind of find those parallels uh which kind of brings me back to research you know make sure you know what you're getting into ahead of time um so with that flow i know sarah is is pretty particular with products just like katie is and mm -hmm. did you guys have any issues finding those kinds of products at all um so one notable uh experience was like I said, the wipes. Uh, so we actually ran out of wipes while we were there. Uh, and we went to the store to get some more. And mm-hmm. now the wipes that um, we have currently are, you know, for sensitive skin. But they're also like scent-free, oil-free. There's mm-hmm. all these different. They're like hypersensitive, um, which we don't necessarily need that for Oliver. Um, but it was something that we decided to do, you know, just in case to not irritate his skin. So yep. going into the store, um, there was two options. There was baby wipes and sensitive baby wipes. <laughs> um, now, the the sensitive baby wipes, again, f- for the standards of, of the country, were were made for sensitive skin. Uh, but they did include some of the um, kind of products that are uh, kept out of the wipes here. Um, so if mm. that is something that you have kind of a medical necessity to avoid, then you definitely want to make sure pack way more than you need uh, because it may be a little bit more difficult to to find what you need while you're overseas. Yeah, that's, for sure. That's super interesting. I mean, that's not anything I would have ever thought about. Right. But, and and to be fair as well, like we didn't go to like <laughs> like a, a baby store. You know, we went to the equivalent right. of uh, like a, a, a grocery store, supermarket, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, like a Target. But so let's get to the big question. Your nine, get- your nine hour flight. All right, all right. <laughs> How did you survive a nine-hour flight with a, what was he, four months at the time? Four months at the time, yeah. Now, the big, the big picture thing here is, and of course, podcast sponsored by airlines everywhere. It's true. Spend, <laughs> spend the money. 
spend yeah. it. Uh, flying with an infant is not where you want to cut corners with uh, airfare. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you have budget airlines, you have cheap flights, they're great, but they're not great when you're with a baby. Um, I mean, for one, check a bag. Absolutely check a bag. Everything yeah. you don't immediately need on the plane, throw it into a check bag and send it away because that's one less thing that you need to worry about in the airport. And if you're flying internationally, there's a 90% chance that you're going to have to uh, change planes. You know, not so many uh, flights are going to be going directly to where you want to go specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and with international travel, does come international security, which often means you have to you know, check, recheck, go through security, go through more security. And the more bags you have when you go through security, the longer it's going to take, you know, the higher probability you have that they're going to want to look through your bag for, you know, that empty water bottle or whatever is in there. <laughs> yeah. Right. But um, definitely having that flexibility to, you know, move and to kind of, you know, not have to worry about holding a baby and holding a bag and pulling another one uh, is going to make your life a lot easier, especially when you land in gate A1 and your next departing flight is in Z368. Because uh, <laughs> it's always going to end up that way. You're never going to be yep. in, this, in the concourse you need to be. Yep. You're going to have to go somewhere else. Um, and then, you know, with checking bags, Again, I've been traveling for a long time. My family travels a lot. So we do kind of have the privilege of having uh, a membership in the um, Sky Medallion Club. So we fly Delta uh, sponsorship right there, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Call them up. No free pub. And <laughs> Right. And uh, so, you know, we do, we do have some of the perks that come with it. You know, we're able to... Um, we have a higher priority for upgrades, which actually both long flights, we actually ended up getting upgraded to economy comfort. Nice. Um, okay. I will tell you that was a godsend for us because that extra bit of leg room made all the difference in the world. Um, I'm sure that's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, we did fly in COVID times, so we were in a row of three. And there wasn't anyone seated with us, so we did have have that extra seat as well, which was even more nice. space. But uh, space is going to be something that you're going to want to have. Um, so if you're maybe not 100% sure about getting an upgrade, I honestly would recommend, and this is, again, not sponsored by any airline, but spend the money on a ticket, get that you know that comfort plus, economy plus, get that extra leg room because mm-hmm. it's going to make your life a lot easier um yeah and then you know with flights themselves um that's where honestly a lot of issues come in as well because if you've ever been on a plane you know sometimes you have to pop your ears mm, uh yeah. the pressure the pressure <laughs> change it's it, it sucks uh and you know as as an adult when that happens and you have trouble uh equalizing you're uncomfortable. You're unhappy. Uh, I mean, you're already unhappy because you were just in an airport, but you're doubly <laughs> unhappy because you now can't equalize. Now, imagine that, except you don't have the tools to equalize yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So one thing that Sarah did, which was amazing and honestly made the trip as easy as it could have been, is timing your feedings. Um, mm. So when you're, when the baby is feeding, obviously you're swallowing, right? And swallowing is one of the big things that's actually going to equalize that pressure for you. Um, Mm -hmm. So what she did is she kind of, you know, you distract him as long as you can. Sometimes he's going to have to eat regardless. But if you're able to start feeding as the plane is taking off, your baby is actually going to equalize the pressure as you are climbing. So they may never experience that pain at all. Nice. Um, and Ain't if you're smart. specifically breastfeeding, um, you know, you have that analgesic effect as well. So even if there is that pressure, if there is that pain, 
um, breastfeeding, you're already getting ahead of it, and the baby's, you know, ha- has the tools to deal with it at that point. Um, and uh, same with landing, right? Because again, you're going to have that that pressure change anytime you go up or down. So making sure that you um, kind of plan plan your day out to to feed for both of those. Very smart. Super smart. That's yeah. that's like wildly smart. Done, Sarah. Yeah, right. And again, th- it goes back to the research thing. You know, that's that's something that she actually she went and she was like, "What do I do?" And that was it. And that <laughs> was, you know, and really, as a father, as a partner, the best thing you can do is, you know, just run support. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, what what ended up being the most important was um, with the nursing cover, you know, just reach mm-hmm. over, hold it up, give her the space she needs to operate. Um, or just, you know, be a shoulder, be support, you know, she's going to push against you, lean against you, whatever, just do that. Um, and, uh, don't put a movie on and turn it up <laughs> so loud that you can't hear your partner because I'll tell you what, she won't be happy. <laughs> and you'll only do it once. <laughs> and you'll only do it once. <laughs> but to oh, be fair, Free Guy was on and I hadn't seen it yet, so <laughs> it's a good movie. <laughs> right? <laughs> but no, and I you know, and the other thing too is you know, you you gotta kind of take turns. I mean, that's just basic mm-hmm. dad one oh one is, you know, hey, I'll take him for a little bit, you know. Uh with the long flights, obviously you have a little bit more leeway to stand up, move around. Um, but make sure you have, you know, some toys, some teethers, um, anything to kind of, to keep them distracted. Um, what we did is we packed, um, all of his toys basically, uh, in our backpacks, uh, because that, you know, you don't want to grab just like one thing and then have them be disinterested in it. Yeah, anybody that has right. a baby knows that they might right. like one to- one toy one second and then hate it for the rest of their lives after that one exactly. second. So, like, have that variety, you know, and make sure that um, you're able to to kind of give them that that attention and that that distraction. Flo, while, um, while I appreciate you calling uh, Dad One Hundred and One, I will ask you to refrain since Joe and I are are uh, we're copywriting that, and that's 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 ours. So sorry, you're not allowed oh, okay. to you're not allowed Sounds to use good. that on there. I'll, I'll see you in court. That's <laughs> fine. Deal. <laughs> so like, oh, that part of the segment somehow disappeared and got deleted. That's so weird. Huh? Strange. <laughs> yeah. um, um, go ahead, Joe. Ha- how was he during the actual flight though like was he fussy at all did he seem pretty mellow the whole time and like what times were your flight as well yeah so um again uh a little bit of planning but also a lot of good luck um our long flight actually took off at his bedtime oh nice so um so at takeoff we fed him and he actually ended up falling asleep and then was asleep for like four hours. Um, Now, the thing is, of course, with the plane, you're going to have a lot of white noise from the engine, of course, but also a Mm -hmm. lot of stimulus. Um, Because obviously you can't go around the entire cabin and be like, all right, no more reading. It's bedtime. Mm -hmm. Everyone turn your lights (laughs) off as much as you want to do that. Um, So there's always going to be some lights. There's going to be noises. There's going to be people coughing. you know, and whatever else is going on in a plane, you know, so you got to kind of be prepared to, um, to deal with that. Even if you have like Oliver was a good sleeper, um, you got to kind of be ready to soothe them on a moment's notice, um, and try and get them as much sleep as, as, as possible. Um, but again, uh, when in doubt, just feed them right like, yeah <laughs> hey I, we we do that every day that's that's not a travel thing that's a yeah right that's just that's just a, a fallback for anyone like a... <laughs> oh you're fussy here's some food here's some food me too yeah, yeah. right <laughs> so the last question i have is we talked a little bit about um his sleep the four month sleep regression and also traveling how was yeah. the time difference with him was he you know 
obviously so when you go and and try and adjust like for us when we went to when we went to london we just stayed up basically all night and then all day and then went to bed at a normal time that first day we're there and that got us on the right schedule but with the baby like you can't really yeah, just force yeah. that reset right so no, you're, you're not going to be able to do that um the the kind of benefit though um of traveling with a younger infant is um and i might be completely off the rails on this one but their circadian rhythms aren't necessarily that like um that set or yeah. that you know they're they're quite malleable and so they, and they sleep all the time yeah right. so i mean at that time he was sleeping like you know half the day he's he's asleep um hmm. and the best thing you can do is go outside right so whatever wherever you're going make sure that you have that like solid wake cycle where you know your baby can see like oh it's light out oh it's dark because you know when you're when you're in fluorescent lighting all the time that's actually what's going to screw you up the most but having that natural light having that progression of light to dark is going to help with um with switching over that cycle as soon as possible um but this is also kind of where we kind of fell into some, I'll say, common pitfalls of parenting uh, because there is a lot of change and he's, your baby's not going to be happy with it. And mm -hmm. There's no two ways about it. Um, specifically for Oliver, um, you know, we do cloth diapers at home, but that wasn't an operation that we wanted to transfer with yeah. us to another country. So we <laughs> yeah. did disposable. Uh, and that was a change for him. That was something he needed to adjust to. Um, I mean, the air is different, you know, like he is born and raised in Florida. And now all of a sudden he is in Austria in the winter. So <laughs> he is experiencing temperatures he had never even uh, conceived of. Uh, and the lack of moisture. We yeah, exactly. Which I think that was to everyone's benefit. But uh, <laughs> Uh, so, you know, obviously he was having trouble. Um, you know, as a parent, it's tough to see your kids struggle. So you kind of jump in and you appease them. So we actually, um, our accommodations were a little bit different than I guess what you would normally have while you're traveling. We weren't in a hotel. We were actually in a family home. Um, so we had a, a crib, a pack and play. Uh, we had it all set up in the room with us, uh, like we did at home. But he was struggling, so we ended up pulling him into the bed to co-sleep. Um, yeah. Okay. Which was great because it soothed him, it kept him calm, but we didn't really um, kind of push the boundary and try to get him into a normal routine while we were there. We just kind of fell back into what instantly worked. Yep. Um, so he actually co-slept with us the entire two weeks that we were there. Uh, and then with that, he was also constantly, uh, feeding, he had access to Sarah at all times. And, and hmm. that's kind of where we think that along with the sleep regression, we may have actually inadvertently, accidentally kind of, uh, developed some bad habits with, uh, oh. eating in the middle of the night. Yeah. But you know, what's interesting you know, about that flow is Katie and I, Ben does not like to co-sleep. He like likes his crib and likes to sleep in his crib. Except when we're traveling and he that's the only time he will co-sleep and the only time he wants to co-sleep is when we're traveling. It's it's interesting that how that works. Yeah, and it's honestly it's a comfort thing. Uh because, you know, as 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 similar of an environment as you can make, it is different. And, you know, obviously babies are a lot more sensitive to the changes in our environment be it temperature moisture all that stuff you know like you're like oh it's a little bit chillier here but for a child that's like everything's different what's going on i have no idea <laughs> um so yeah you know and that that comfort is is definitely there um so it's my advice would be do what you need to do to be comfortable but also you know don't fall too far back into you know some kind of not necessarily bad habits but comfortable habits that may not translate well to your life at home yeah for sure 
I think uh, it's it's so it's just so easy when you're traveling, right? You just want it to work because everybody's stressed out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm gonna, you know, as we kind of wrap up here, you, you've left, you, you've said some great things, things that honestly I never would have thought of, like the whole like wipe situation, like that blew my mind. I was like, oh, or the the ear popping and the pressure that so smart. Um, uh, is there anything else you would say for um any other tips, tricks, ideas that you would have for anybody else traveling, whether it be you know. Um, across the seas or even just from state to state overall? I mean, the biggest thing is time. Give yourself time. Uh, A lot of times when we travel, obviously you want to get to where you're going. You want to get there fast. Uh, I would honestly throw that out the window. Don't even, don't even consider it. (laughs) Uh, You know, as, as adults, when we travel and you have multiple flights, you see like, oh, you have a three hour layover in, I don't know, Muskegon, uh, random city. Sure. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we see that as adults and we're like, ugh, three hours. I guess I'll go sit at the airport Denny's and, you know, <laughs> <laughs> contemplate where I went wrong in life. Please but... stop describing my work travels. <laughs> <laughs> but with, with a child, especially with long travel, those layovers are honestly a really great time to kind of, you know, decompress uh get you know weight stretch your legs you know move around and um kind of recenter yourself before the next flight um especially you know (laughs) actually a kind of funny story uh while we were waiting for our flight um you know oliver had one blowout in the entire time that we were traveling and you know it happened right as they called for boarding of course it did (laughs) oh no right so you know make sure you you plan ahead you know have that time for yourself because um exactly when you don't need something to happen is when it's going to happen and you know that your kid is going to start spitting up or blow out his diaper as you're sprinting to the next terminal because you're trying to catch your flight yeah well, that's good. It's good advice for good, all of us. Good, good advice. <laughs> but boy, does that suck. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, Florian, thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate it. Uh, this was great. Like I said, this was super helpful. Things that I never thought of. I've never been out of the country. But Ever? when I do. No, man. Joe, we got to get you out of the country. Well, for those legal reasons first, but then also for travel. <laughs> <laughs> One day. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Um, yeah, so we will definitely have you on because uh, you work at a large theme park and we want to talk about parenting uh, yeah. and and some tips for parents there. So we will have you on uh, in the next couple of months to chat about that. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, like I said, we appreciate it very much. Uh, hope everything continues to go well with, with Ollie and, and that uh, that boy just starts to take off walking soon. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna be flying. Can't wait. <laughs> awesome. I, just one of the best interviews we've done yet. I mean, oh, one to, of my favorites for sure. To hear like <laughs> the experience of taking your child on a nine-hour plane ride—that in itself is enough to scare a full-grown man. And I, man, I can't even imagine all the pre-work that Get has it. to go into it. Yeah. Uh, the fact that Ollie has a a passport for five years from two weeks old right don't even have a passport my passport's expired actually i thought about that when we were interviewing i was like oh i need to i need to renew that mine's expired (laughs) yeah but uh it's crazy like i said he he taught me a couple things things i never would have thought of like your ears popping yeah never would have thought of that yeah craziness um yeah but thank you so much flo for coming on we appreciate it we're gonna have him back like I said during our talk, he works at a theme park down in Florida, and uh, he's gonna give us some insight on that down the line. Um, but yeah, so thank you all so much for listening. We really appreciate it every week coming back to us. Um, and thank you so much to Planet Ant for having us on their podcast network. Go check them out if you haven't already. And hey, if you're feeling up to it, shoot us an email, bigdadenergypod at gmail.com. 
Let us know your thoughts, maybe some topic ideas, send us some questions. Um, and maybe also just go give us a uh, subscribe or a rating or a review. That'd oh, be yeah. cool. And hey, I said I was going to do this, but I was literally a uh, shout out to my coworker, Dan, for sitting there and giving us a review while we were sitting at dinner on Friday or on Thursday night. So shout out oh, to yeah, him, Dan. There we go. If we had more of that energy around Big Dan energy, we'd have tons of reviews. So go in there. Leave yeah, us a review. Big Dan energy. Big Dan energy. I love that. Somebody trademark that. <laughs> And if you haven't yet, go follow us on social medias. We're on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at Big Dad Energy Pod. Uh, on Facebook, our episode goes live right at 6 a.m. if Joe gets it out on time. So you can find <laughs> us. You can you can get the episode right at 6 a.m. right when it goes live on Facebook um, if you're following our page. So once again, thank you guys so much for listening every week. We appreciate you every time you stop by. So uh, hopefully you keep coming back. So for both of us, I'm Jerry Schmansky. I'm Joe Lopez. Remember, flick your tongs twice before you use them. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.